Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 124, How to Save Money When Buying a House or Refinancing. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking home buying, refinancing. This is a topic we get asked about so much. We did an episode about um, home buying versus renting mm-hmm. uh, that you can look back in our archives and find. But today is specifically for potential homeowners or homeowners that are looking to refinance because it is such a great time to refinance. Yes. And both Jen and I have done both of these things. Yes. I just bought a home and Jen just refinanced. So we can speak from our own experience also. Yep. And we will be doing that. So we are going to talk about our sponsors and then hop into the episode. Do it. Our first sponsor is the Frugal Friends Workbook. (sighs) Yes. So uh, this is a project Jill and I worked so very hard on. And we've been getting such great feedback um, from you guys that have already started going through it since we've launched it Mm. a month ago at this point. So whether you're new to budgeting or just trying to reach a big financial goal like paying off debt and you need something to get you out of your rut, uh, something to re-motivate you, that's what the Frugal Friends Workbook is for. So mm. people starting out are people that need some like revitalization to their journey. This is a six-week-long digital workbook uh, with six one-week challenges that are going to help you save money, simplify your life, um, improve money conversations, and more. And those can be done over six consecutive weeks or one at a time. Uh, the workbook is over 60 pages of content. So it is jam-packed. And you can do it on your own, but it's actually designed to be gone through in pairs or small groups. So that's why every single purchase comes with two downloads. So you are more than welcome to share it for free or split the cost with someone. We want you to do that. Mm-hmm. So head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash workbook. Uh, to learn more and use the code Taco Bell, all one word, you know how to spell it, uh, to get $10 off the regular price. Mm, nice. Also brought to you by 
very high price tags on seemingly insignificant low-cost items. Well, we have a complicated sponsor today, but it's quite fitting as we discuss home buying. Take stamps, for example. What one would think costs 55 cents and be used to mail a letter. When it comes to home buying, this <laughs> yes. is nowhere near what the word stamps mean. No, no, no. Oh my stamps God. are hundreds of dollars. You never actually see them. Nothing gets mailed anywhere as a result, but they are apparently necessary and there's no circumvention them. High price tags on what should be low cost items. It's all part of the home buying magic. Oh my gosh. We asked the same question again <laughs> when we refinance. Like what the heck is, the, stamps. is yeah. the stamp fee? Yeah. And not even the woman there knew. Uh, so she was not the title company. She worked for the credit union, but Whatever. Yeah. These stamps. I don't think they're actual. Like, I think it's like mm-hmm. notary stamp type things. So, some of it is. There's tons of different types of stamps. There's tax stamps and yeah, the notary stamps. And I'm just like, what kind of ink are we using here? That Can we find a deal stamps? on that? <laughs> yeah. Can what I get my is- mom to do it? It just feels like there are some really arbitrary things that you, it's just like, and this, and this, and this, and, and and you're just demoralized by the end of it. I know. It is, it's tough. So there are some things you just cannot get around mm-hmm. uh, when you're buying a home or refinancing. So that's why it's so important to know the things that you can control, negotiate, and lower yes. so that you can do those things and then you don't have to feel so guilty or demoralized by paying, you know, $500 for stamps. So, agreed. That brings us to our first article. It's from the Lenders Network, and it is seven ways to save money when buying a house. Mm, yes. I like the first tip. We're just going to dive right in, and that Please is do. to use an experienced local real estate agent. I definitely agree with this one. And thank you, Jen, for your recommendation on our real estate agent that we were able to use, Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. Uh, I, so as some of you know, that I'm we moved from Pennsylvania to Florida. So it was really important for us to get a local person who knew the area and would be able to help guide us in that way. But also, I like the tips that this article makes about using a real estate agent. I think sometimes there's this um, conception that we would be able to save if we could cut out the, the agent. But particularly when purchasing, as buyers, we don't pay the real estate agent fees. That is typically the seller who pays that. And especially if this is your first home time, home buying experience, then there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of weeds to dig through that I would suggest going through a real estate agent, particularly if you, if it's your first time. I know some people are like, let's, I mean, Eric and I, we were like, let's try to cut out the middleman and buy directly from a seller. And after having walked through it, I'm so glad that we didn't for mm-hmm. time purposes, energy, the headache of it. 
I think it is very possible that we could have lost more money on that kind of transaction just because we didn't fully know what we were doing. Yeah, research can get you a long way. Uh, but just somebody who knows the area, knows the market, has uh, negotiating power, is able to help you in knowing where you can cut costs. Like he, our real estate agent was worth every dime that the seller paid to him. <laughs> yes. And it's, this is such an important thing to have. And cause you are not actually, as a buyer, you're not spending money on it. Um, but it's so important because yeah, he, a, an experienced local real estate agent can mm -hmm. save you so much money in negotiating and not all local real estate agents are experienced or created equally. Like mm -hmm. everyone and their mom has a friend who's a real estate agent. And so it's really important to like go with your gut go with someone who's going to go to bat for you. Mm -hmm. Like when we bought our house, our real estate agent was like, I'll cut my, I'll cut my like fee, um, you know, 1% in order to get this family into this home. Like wow. go with someone who will go to bat for yeah. you. Yeah. For me, that tends, I find it tends to be younger people. So maybe people who have not been as jaded or complacent, mm -hmm. um, and somebody, yeah, somebody who's like really like Kyle, your real estate agent, he has a few investment properties too. So he just like loves real estate. He loves mm -hmm. finding a deal. Mm -hmm. um, He's great at negotiating. Yes. Great listener. I mean, yeah, we could almost do an episode on like how to find a good real estate agent. There's a couple of things that stood out to me that Kyle was like, thank goodness. Um, but yes, able to negotiate is super tenacious mm -hmm. and and a good listener. I, it's funny because during part of that process, we did work like we we had to interact with another real estate agent, and I realized like comparing the two of them, I'm like, this person was not a good listener. I did not feel heard by them. If they had been the one walking me through this home buying process, I wouldn't have trusted them. I would have been like, no, I just told you that here's the things I'm looking for in a house or what I want to do to a house. And you totally did not hear me. And yeah, so there's a lot. Of, find a good one. I'm agreeing with you, Jen, on saying finding find a good one. And they do have the ability to help you save money in the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And if you are with someone and you are deep in the process and you find that you are unhappy with them, they're not listening to you and you're just not having a good experience, you are not obligated to them. Mm -hmm. You have not signed a contract to them. Find somebody who will go to bat for you. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, as it's don't be a jerk about it, but uh, you should feel comfortable and heard. Uh, and be with someone who is really there for you and not just for the commission. Mm -hmm. Well so, said. Yeah. Um, the second one is to get loan quotes from multiple lenders. Um, so we we did not do this when we were buying our home. Super inexperienced. So when we found it, we just went with the um, with the lender with the guy that our realtor. Uh, recommended. So we just went to him. We didn't seek out other options because we didn't know that was a thing. And so we got the average of what was, you know, being given at the time. So it's not like we got a, a really bad deal, but um, it was with Wells Fargo. And honestly, I, I 
don't like the fact that I gave that much money to Wells Fargo Mm -hmm. as a company in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So look around, um, look at the average. You don't have to get pre-qualified, but you can look at, uh, though getting pre-qualified does not hurt your credit, um, you can just look at what everybody is offering um, you know, around your area, start with your local credit unions. I mean, you can go online to see what online lenders are offering. So just Google, um, you know, today's mortgage rates or something, and you can find a bunch of nerd wallet, bank rate, all kinds of things with the best rates for mortgages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Shopping around. I think that was something I didn't realize that you could do. We kind of did it by default because we got pre-approved before we were necessarily ready to mm-hmm. buy a house or were seriously looking. We were a little bit more curious. And then by the time we were ready to buy a house, we ended up going with a different lender. And so we were able to compare that way. But I I didn't realize that there could be... Um, such a difference between lenders. And and really, it's probably going to be by percentages, but it still is worth shopping around. Yeah. One more thing that the article says that it's important to note is once you have looked at all of these things, get actual loan quotes from three to four different mortgage companies. Um, and then on those loan quotes, you'll be able to see the exact fees that each lender charges, and then you can use those loan quotes to help you negotiate lower fees and rates from the lender that you choose. Mm -hmm. So uh, definitely get the loan quotes from a few, but check out a variety. Yeah, nice. The next thing that stood out on this list to me is number five, which is find a house that needs some work. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if we're talking about saving money when it comes to home buying, this is definitely one of those areas. And you know that we all come from different skill sets, backgrounds, abilities, desire to fix up our own house. Um, of course, you know, a, a turnkey ready home and a price that's affordable for us, it would be great. Um, but everybody's looking for that, as this article points out. And so being willing to be flexible a bit on how ready the home is for you to live your best life now in it can really help to save you some money. And especially if you can see past um, some imperfections or some aesthetic things, you could get a house for less than maybe even what it's worth because it just doesn't look that great. And then take your time loving it, making it look nice. Nice, making it what you want it to be. Um, so, and, and that could include either hiring some of that work out, doing some of it yourself, you know, painting, doing your own decorating. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. um, that's what we want to do as frugal folks. But not just looking for something that has the sparkling white countertops and the brand new appliances um, can definitely help to save your budget in this process. Yeah. And I'd also like to point out is that just because you find a house that needs some work doesn't mean you have to do the work. Mm -hmm. So looking for that and seeing 
the average prices for um, for contractors or anybody that renovates whatever you're looking to renovate in the house and seeing if, okay, if I get this house and I hire somebody to do the countertops, what is, and then take whatever they quote you and take a few grand off of it mm-hmm. because you'll definitely negotiate down um, and see, is this cheaper than the other houses I've looked at that actually have the countertops done? Mm-hmm. So you have to just take into consideration everything going on and see if somebody does all the work for me, is it still going to be cheaper than buying it like already done for me? Yeah. It so always makes sometimes me laugh. It will, sometimes it won't. Yeah. Not that this is a great picture of reality, but on a lot of these home buying TV shows, when people are going through homes and people are like, I just don't like the cabinets. I don't think I'm going to go with it. And like, you're not going to buy a home for hundreds of thousands of dollars because of a $5,000, like a potential $5,000 fix. Like, yeah, I think sometimes we need to have this mindset of, well, what is more advantageous for me to get a home for $40,000 less than what I like, maybe this other home that's turnkey ready, because the fixes are are not going to equate to that extra $40,000 that I'm spending on that other home. So mm-hmm. yeah, do some calculations. And it doesn't mean that you're DIYing the fixes. Like you said, Jen, you could hire somebody for some of it and still be spending less. Yeah. And I mean, think if you're saving up and paying cash for these fixes, that and maybe the fixes add up to 30 grand. Well, that's 30 grand you didn't have to get in your mortgage. Mm-hmm. So whether you're you're at three, four percent, that is you're saving that. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you don't finance the fixes, because sometimes those the, those financing those can definitely be more than four percent. So mm-hmm. take all that into consideration. The next one that I like uh, is number four, and it's increase your credit score. Mm-hmm. So divisive, such a divisive topic. Mm, let's get into uh, it. And so misunderstood. I I very rarely find somebody on the street that like understands credit scores. <laughs> yes. um, so it's just they're so important. And I think they, a lot of people in the, you know, debt-free community, you should be paying more attention to your credit score, but you should understand it because a lot of the age old, you know, things that people say about credit scores are necessarily true anymore. Like you don't have to keep 20, 30% balance on a credit card to increase your credit score. Like that's a, That's a max. That's a max that people say. Mm -hmm. If you can pay off your credit card every month, then you absolutely should. Um, And you don't have to have a credit card to build credit. You can ask your uh, landlord to sign up for a company where they can report your rent payments as uh, to the credit um, bureaus. Mm -hmm. So that is something you can do and you can get credit for your rent payments. Um, So it's such an important thing to know. But if you are trying to increase your credit score, then there's two really important things that you should do. And and there's there's a bunch of things, but like the main thing that you should be working on is paying down your debt balances. So hopefully that's high interest credit card debt, like 
first. Um, and if you don't have that, then student loan debt. Um, and then the next is right when you know you're going to buy a house, don't apply for any new loans or credit. So give yourself four to six months before you start getting pre-approved for a home um, before like puts four to six months between you and any new credit applications. So hard credit inquiries. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those are kind of the two most important things specifically when you're looking to buy a house. Yeah. So, but if you have credit questions, please bring them up in the frugal friends community on Facebook um, and tag me in them. Cause I don't see everything that happens in the group. But um, I would love to answer your credit questions because I'm passionate that more people need to understand credit mm-hmm. uh, and and more people can improve their credit. And it's easier to do mm-hmm. than people make it out to seem. You don't need any you don't need to hire anybody to do it for you. Mm. You could do everything yourself very easily. Nice. Thanks, Jen. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. I just picked your brain the other day on a credit question. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the next tip that stood out to me on this list was number seven, which is purchase a home in the winter. So this is this to me feels like one of those wedding tips, like have your wedding on a Sunday or or a Monday <laughs> instead. Um, so you know the. I I have not done the research myself on this, but they are claiming that most people are in the market for a home in the spring and summer times, which would make sense. A lot of people want to get into a home before the new school year starts to kind of make a swift change for kids. So the time of year can dictate what the housing market is doing and, and demanding the most, the highest prices in those spring and summer months. So Uh, They claim that you can save as much as $20,000 if you are purchasing a home in the winter months. So something to consider, um, sacrificing maybe when you'd want to purchase a home, do it in the winter, move in the snow if you live in the north, and save yourself (laughs) a couple grand. Yeah. I mean, I might agree with this. We we bought our home in February, um, in, in the month of February a few years ago, and just got an fantastic deal on it, like Mm -hmm. an unreasonably unreasonably great deal. Um, And then our friends who bought a similar home, maybe like a little bit bigger, paid about 40 grand more than us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I mean, I don't think their home was worth more than 20 grand more. Mm -hmm. So I might agree with this. Um, And like, think about when you would want to sell your home. Like it's or, or buy a home, like it's very inconvenient to buy around the holidays. So, mm-hmm. but it, that would also mean it's fewer people are going to post their home around the holidays too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just, you know, there's ups and downs to purchasing in the winter. Yeah. Uh, so, but definitely look for deals then. I don't know if we'll see any deals this winter because the housing market is like, it's such a, a buyer's market. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but maybe next winter. And this is where you can ask your experienced local real estate agent of what they've seen. What are the areas that are, you know, the least expensive? What are they seeing trends being year after year? And that's where the experienced part comes in, that they've been Mm -hmm. doing this for years to be able to tell you that answer. Yeah, like they actually take the time to research because they like it. Mm -hmm. Um, The last one we're going to go over on this one is number six, and that is get the right type of mortgage loan. So um, I know Dave Ramsey loves the conventional mortgage loan, um, and that is is the cheapest, typically cheapest uh, mortgage loan. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are other types, and that doesn't mean they're bad. So... VA, FSA, those are totally fine when you're re- when you're first purchasing a home. Mm-hmm. Um, do do what's best for you. USDA loans, if you can get something from the Department of Agriculture, those are even better mm-hmm. um, because you always have the option to refinance in a few years. Mm-hmm. Whatever loan you pick right now, you're not married to it. Uh, you will hopefully raise the value of your house in two years and you can refinance to a much more affordable conventional loan. Mm -hmm. Um, You should, no matter what mortgage you end up with. Um, I think the the real thing that's going to save you money on your mortgage um, is making sure that you first have the money to do any improvements up front Um, that you need to do to raise the value of your home. Uh, So that may mean choosing a 30-year mortgage up front. Mm -hmm. That's that's what that looked like for us. Um, And then when you look to refinance, then looking for that optimal low-cost mortgage loan. But that's that's what I think about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not married. I like for your first initial mortgage loan, I, I think you should, you know, do whatever you need to do mm-hmm. to get it. Yeah. If you're financially ready, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a caveat to that. <laughs> Make sure you're financially ready. Because it does. Yeah. It it costs more than you think it will to purchase mm-hmm. a home. There are all sorts of stamps. So many stamps. <laughs> Gosh, the list of fees. Yeah. Yeah. It's, even, it's unfortunately not right now. It's not just enough to have your down payment saved. Mm-hmm. You have to have thousands of extra dollars also saved for the closing costs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sometimes your seller pays for that, but I would still buffer a couple of thousand dollars beyond your down payment. Yeah. And that's, so that's another one that we didn't go over on this list was having 20% down for your mortgage. I don't think you need that for your first, if it's your first home, I think you're far better putting that money towards uh, increasing the value of the home and getting the stuff purchased that you need to buy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because, and then getting to that point in two years where you can refinance and get the PMI off. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Which we'll talk about later um, as well, but more reasons for that. But now that we've talked about refinancing, 
let's just start. Let's start in on that one. Let's do it. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, Eight by Eight, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com/strategic. That's oracle.com/strategic. Oracle.com/strategic. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. What, what's So you're the refinancing expert on this one. I, I just <laughs> bought a <laughs> <Hardly>. home. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> but tell us what stood out to you, Jen, since you just refinanced. Yeah. So this one is um, six ways to save on a mortgage refinance, and it's from Mortgage Loan. Com. And the first one on the list is to pay closing costs and points up front. So you can roll your closing costs into your loan. Um, and that is very common. But I, so I just say, look at mortgage calculators online and test, test and find out because Points and closing costs are going to vary all the time. And honestly, we got to the end of it and our the closing costs they actually charge us for were was cheaper than what they said it was going to be. And we were so confused. And it's not like they didn't charge us for the first month of the mortgage because that's still coming out, you know, in two months. But so we paid all of our closing costs up front. Because we did not want to pay interest on that over, mm-hmm. you know, the life of our loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we then plugged in the points, uh, p- plugged in like one point on our ca- in our mortgage calculator. They'll offer you different levels of points, like different numbers. And you just have to plug in whatever they're offering you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we plugged that in and found out yeah, actually getting the points made it a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, and, and maybe we didn't plug in all of them. They do a, an example in this article. They do three different examples where um, they're doing, I think, like one point, um, two and a half points, uh, one and a half points. And the one in the middle actually ended up saving the most. So it saved more than the one point or the two and a half points. And just to clarify, because this is something I I did not know in my home buying experience, uh, but points are a fee that you pay to buy a lower interest rate. Um, So if for whatever reason you don't qualify for a certain interest rate or there is a better interest rate available to you, but you have to purchase it, you know, Mm kind of like bribery. Yeah, uh, but it, it's points. So one point, purchasing one point might get you a certain um, interest rate. Two points would get you maybe a little bit better of an interest rate. You know, there's there's more to the points than than my simple explanation. Uh, but that's essentially what it is. A point buys you a certain interest rate. Yeah. So going online to a mortgage calculator and plugging in all of your options. So without points. Um, paying closing costs up front versus rolling them in, and then uh, with every single thing with the points. Uh, so just taking the time to do that and choosing the one that's right for you. Mm-hmm. Nice. The second tip on here is improving your credit score. So again, wow. similar to what was listed <laughs> on the first article, um, that this is important to have a good credit score either when buying a home or refinancing a home. And so back to Jen with her tips and ask her questions, tag her in our Facebook uh, community group on ways to improve your credit score. So yeah. you can be set I mean, up. It's, yeah, it's so important that you're checking your credit report, uh, doing your annualcreditreport.com once a year and seeing what's on there. And then if you see anything, um, any like negative dings that you're trying to get those off. So first you try and get off the ones that for accounts that are already paid off, those are really easy to get those, you know, those dings off. Um, but then also if it's, it's a account that maybe you had a missed payment, but now you're current and you've been current for a while, then, you know, call and try and get those off sending those, um, those letters. So just be diligent about it and start now, even if you're not trying to refinance or buy a home, so that you don't have to worry about it all in, you know, when it comes down to it. Because you you want to give, once you take those things off your credit score or credit report, you want to give a few months buffer um, to have it all show up. So, yeah, credit scores are important. Um, also when doing a refinance, don't take cash out. So cash out refinances are super, uh, popular, especially when people want to pay off debt with a cash out refinance. And sometimes that can be, it, it can look enticing, but doing a cash out refinance will always be more expensive than a regular refinance. So you'll be paying a slight premium on the rate. Um, that's what the article says. Um, but it could also cause you to lose equity in your home if home values start dropping again. Mm-hmm. So 
If you decide to move in a few years, that money you cashed out with a refi could eliminate all your home equity. Don't assume whatever house you're in is going to be like your forever home. Always work in the assumption that you should be able to break even uh, in a few years. Two two years is ideal. Um, and then you want to stay in your house, you know, at least five to seven years beyond your break even to get the best value from your mortgage or your or your refi. That's kind of like industry standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next on the list is to shop around. So similar to what we talked about when home buying, to shop around, look for different lenders. The same is true when refinancing. You can look for the best price. Um, mm-hmm. Again, as Jen said, you're not married to your lender. So you can you can see who's got the best interest rate for you. Yeah. we So we debated between um, just getting PMI off and, and doing our sticking with our same uh, loan until we shopped around Mm -hmm. um, and realized how much lower the refinance rates were this year. So we, last year they were a little higher. um, So that's when we were looking at doing that. It would just be 500 bucks to get an appraisal and then we'd get PMI off. Um, But at the end of last year, when rates dropped, um, we weren't looking and we started looking when, you know, when the bottom fell out of the world this year and uh, found so much variation. So it made me feel better. I didn't have to go with Wells Fargo. Um, And we're actually at our local credit union. And that was was a personal decision I I made because I wanted to be at a credit union versus a bank. Nothing against banks, Um, I just really like the work that my local credit union does in our community. So I didn't do as much shopping around as I might have otherwise. Mm -hmm. So also think about where your money is going because you're going to be paying a lot in interest on your mortgage. So if you want that money to be going back into your community, uh, consider the the bank or credit union Mm -hmm. where your loan is taken out of. Yeah. Right, which is the the next tip. You, you can either shop around. I mean, definitely shop around, but it's also okay to just stick with your your lender currently. Mm-hmm. If you've you, you've got history, it's at least going to be less paperwork, and it's possible that they are the ones who could offer you the best refinancing rate. So, so true. Don't assume that like because you shop around, that is going to mean you have to make a switch just to stick it to them. Like you can stay with the lender you have history with and still get a great rate, save money, save some time, save some headache. Yeah, definitely. Um, And then the last thing we'll talk about on this is to prepare for your appraisal. So um, not every mortgage refinance requires an appraisal. Ours did. Um, And it it is something that you will pay money for and usually have to use their appraiser. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can also ask if you can use your own appraiser. Um, But yeah, so get your house like almost sale ready. Just like the outside of the house, you don't have to like set it up to take pictures or anything, but spruce up the front yard. If you have home projects that you are working on, finish them before the appraisal. Just get the house 
looking aight. <laughs> and then that could help bring up the value of your home. Um, and that will save you money on your rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, certainly if you've got an unfinished kitchen or bathroom renovation, that needs to be done before that appraiser Mm -hmm. walks through. Yeah, definitely. You know what else needs to be done? Mm, The best time of the week always needs Needs to to be be done. done Every week. Mm. The Bill of the Week. time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hey Jen and Jill, this is Louisa from Boise, Idaho. First off, want to say I love the podcast. Keep killing it, ladies. Second, my Bill of the Week is my transportation bill. Living in Boise, you have to own a car to get to most places. Since I'm required to work from home during the pandemic, I haven't gotten gas in 44 days. Normally, I fill my tank every two weeks, so this is awesome. I love being able to gamify my driving to see how long I can go before I have to fill up. Plus, I need to look at all the bright sides of the pandemic. Thanks for letting me share. Keep on keeping on, my frugal friends. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Louisa. Well, four days. Mm. 44 days that's more than a month that's nearly a month and a half oh my gosh you remember quarantine jill (laughs) yes we got to quarantine together and i feel that we didn't go anywhere nope oh man flashbacks should have gamified it though i more so mourned grieved and lamented but my goodness did she have a better approach in gamifying it (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, well. Yeah. I remember thinking, this feels a lot like paying off debt. <laughs> yes. This is what my life was like when we paid off debt. And <laughs> I did this for a reason. Nothing. So I'd never have to do it again. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're wondering what it's like, just recreate quarantine for a while. <laughs> and you should be able to pay off your debt. And you've already done it once. So try it again yeah. and it'll be fine. And see if you can go 44 days without paying, without buying gas. <laughs> so great. See what happens. Well, yeah, thanks so much, Louisa. If you have a fun bill of the week that you want to send us, uh, please visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and leave us a voicemail or a speak pipe message, depending on the device you're on. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. 
And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yes. Now it's time for the lightning round. Oh. You missed it. It sounds, I know, it sounds so lonely. I just wanted to hear what it sounded like just to you. Oh. But I feel like our voices really create like a a good sound together. A chorus of lightning. A chorus, yeah. Oh. Be be the thunder. (laughs) That's all every time, every time we say it, that's what I think of. That's amazing. That's Tampa Bay. So for today's lightning round, we're talking about a few other ways to save on home ownership. Mm -hmm. So these are things you can do in the meantime when you're not trying to buy a house or refinance a house. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Um, The first one is home insurance. So we personally have a government um, subsidized plan that is cheapest for us. Um, but that's not the case for everyone. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you can, uh, get cheaper rates by seeing like buying private home insurance, um, or bundling it with something else. Uh, they'll like match it or beat it. So even if you have one of those government subsidized plans available to you, you should still be checking around, shopping around for rates. Um, And then also check for um, like discounts you can get. So are there things, qualities about the home uh, that if it has this thing, you will get a discount on your rate? Mm -hmm. So there were several things that our home, you know, had, but also didn't have. So as we were doing updates to the house, we were able to intentionally include those changes um, in order to qualify for those discounts. Mm -hmm. So one of those was uh, hurricane straps uh, for a roof. We, um, there's like a four point roof thing that you need to get the discount. And we had three, we didn't have the hurricane straps, but after several trees fell on our roof, we ended up needing a (laughs) roof replacement. So when we got that, we made sure that we asked, intentionally asked, hey, 
put these straps on. And that gave us a significant discount of our home insurance um, every year. Yeah. So just be on the lookout for those discounts. Um, When you're shopping for a home, ask, does the home have these things so that I can get a home insurance discount? Or, you know, is the roof old enough where I'll need to replace it and I can get that discount pretty quickly? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's good to know that these things exist, that there's mm-hmm. improvements that can be made to your home that can save you money in the long run. So I would also add to this, and we already mentioned it a bit, but calculating if you might save more by not putting 20% down on a home when you are purchasing. So a lot of the reason that a lot of people say, don't buy a home until you have 20% down is because of PMI, that, that mortgage insurance. Uh, but PMI usually costs 0.5% to 1% of the loan. It it may not actually be that large of a sum of money. And, and if that is the one thing keeping you from purchasing a home, it's worth calculating your costs of how much is it costing you right now to rent? What is the percentage increase of how the housing market year over year in your area? What will it cost you in the long run to wait until you have 20% down versus buying now at 10 to 15% down? I know for Eric and I, we you know we had the aim of twenty percent down, but once we actually looked at our PMI is something like forty bucks a month, uh, which to me is not a large sum of money for us to have been able to get into a home, and we kept the other money aside so that we can start cash flowing renovations, quickly get rid of that PMI, increase the value of our home. Like there there are situations where it could be worth going with less than 20% down because of what it can afford you in the immediacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Calculate. that, And that's something else you should get when you're getting like loan, um, when you're shopping around for mortgage rates, see what PMI will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's, you know, if it's $40 a month, ask yourself, is paying $40 a month worth it to like be in a house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to be able to immediately start working on renovations that could mm-hmm. start to bring us in more money if we are able to um, bring in some income off of our property. So yeah, tons of things to consider with that. It's ultimately not always a one size fits all. There is great advice out there, but it's also worth looking into doing some calculations, considering your individual circumstances for what makes the most sense for you. Yeah, we put 3% down. But we were in the middle of paying off debt, mm-hmm. and that was a that was a whirlwind. Yeah. I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> but you're so. in a beautiful home. Yes, and and so we put three percent down, got a thirty year mortgage, and then three years later we have refinanced. We are now in a fifteen year. Um, our rate is half of what it was. So, I mean, almost half of what it was, and and I'm happy. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> all so. that matters. Right. Because also when we got into the house, um, we were able to start renting out our guest room on Airbnb. That's that's my next way to save. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually like monetize your home. But (laughs) we it was just uh, Travis and I. So we put our front guest room up on Airbnb and we charge like thirty five bucks a night for it. So nothing crazy because we're sharing space. 
And it takes a certain type of person to be willing to share somebody else's home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that person's usually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different now, like in our current climate, but uh, definitely still worth doing. Again, the type of person that will share somebody's home after a pandemic uh, is just a certain type of person. And they are typically pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I think we had, we could, we had like almost a hundred guests and I can name on one hand how many I didn't like. So that's great. Those are typically, I really liked them. Great ratio. My final tip is for saving money in the home buying process is to consider purchasing a home in a lower cost of living area. So this could include looking a bit outside of the radius that you were hoping to purchase in. It could also mean a massive move altogether. (laughs) (laughs) This is coming from personal experience. It's a big reason why Eric and I moved to Florida. I mean, first of all, we both work remotely, so we were able to move and our jobs were not a factor in that. We were able to maintain our employment and pretty much go wherever we wanted. So that was huge for our ability to do this. Uh, But when we were ready to purchase a home, we started to realize wow, we can barely afford to live in the area that we've been living in. And if we want to buy a home, we may need to look elsewhere. Um, And it turns out for us, Florida was an elsewhere that provided quite the house for uh, our price range. We could not be more thrilled that we can afford (laughs) the house that we ended up buying. Uh, We would not be able to get anything like what we're living in now up north. Uh, So for us, that was a consideration um, and a move worth doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is such, this is a controversial topic, I guess, too, because when you're trying to pay off debt or reach like a really big financial goal, usually I mean, people look at their budget and they just assume the cost that they're paying for housing is what they have to pay. Mm -hmm. And they're looking to scrimp and save on groceries and utilities. Um, But if you are in a high cost of living area and you have the physical ability to move somewhere else for a little while, Mm -hmm. then that could be the answer to your budgeting questions. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it won't be that way for everyone, um, but maybe like 10% of people. Mm -hmm. And so maybe there's like a few people listening to where like, yeah, that's the answer to their budgeting problem. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. There are other reasons I understand why people would not want to just up and move. And I'm not saying that it was a super simple process and decision for us. But at the end of the day, we recognized ultimately this is a great area to invest in. So even if we want to move back up north, we could sell it at a profit. We could rent it out. This is just a killer area that still happens to be less expensive than from where we came. Mm Mm-hmm. So it, I, yes, it is a consideration. Just like when I lived in a motorhome and I knew this is not for everybody, but there could be somebody out there who's listening and this is a solution. So whether it's 
tiny living or moving to a lower cost of living area. There, there are some hacks if you're willing to, to think outside the box, if you're willing to sacrifice in some areas for a couple of years, there are some solutions if we're willing to go a bit bigger than maybe where we typically might be thinking. Yep. So I hope that you got at least one nugget from uh, the last 50 minutes and you will take that and save a lot of money because homeownership is uh, expensive (laughs) and it is not always an investment, but there are ways to save. And we hope this episode could save you some money over your lifetime. And uh, thanks so much for listening. We want to thank you also for your kind reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, like this one. Just happens to be five stars. It's from Cal Pedden. says, smart, fun, and genuine. A personal finance podcast that feels like you're talking to really smart friends. Jen and Jill do their research and you'll definitely learn, but with a smile. Topics are well thought out and not the same over general topics routinely covered in other personal finance podcasts. The show is super fun, quirky, and most importantly, genuine. Flaws claimed, errors admitted, lessons learned, and all shared in the most upbeat way. Feels like wine with the girls while the boys are away. <laughs> nice. So true. Cal Pettin, thank you so much yes. for your kind words and calling us smart. Wow. <laughs> My mom appreciates that. <laughs> yes. We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode, the most recent episode, and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we are adding you to our monthly drawing. So for every five tags and reviews we get each month, we will give away one copy of the Frugal Friends Workbook. Yeah, so keep leaving us those reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and sending the screenshot to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to tag us on social. We will see those if they're tagged at Frugal Friends Podcast. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Suriano. We're sitting in this weird place where our refinance actually hasn't gone through. So we have two mortgages for one house. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty. Have you had to pay two mortgages? No, 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 no. Um, Even if for some reason it doesn't go through, we don't actually have to pay. We don't have to pay the first um, month mortgage because that was in in the closing costs. Mm -hmm. So if something goes wrong, then we're still okay. Okay. When do you expect to hear back? uh, I don't know. We won't really hear about it until it goes through from Wells Fargo. And then in about three weeks after, we'll get a check for the overage because there's a little overage. Um, We will accidentally get about a grand back because it took so long to process (laughs) the refinance because it's 2020. (laughs) Um, So everything takes longer in 2020. Everything. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, I hope that comes through for you soon. Me too. I really don't want to pay Wells Fargo again. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see. If it's not gone through by the end of the week, I will call them Friday. Good plan. Thanks. Glad everybody knows that now. That's my plan (laughs) for the week. That's how you stay accountable. 
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.